and it's just us. Us against the world. Like I said, dance, I do the bounce. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gene Pool Friday Hour. Uh, this your is episode number space. This is episode number 44. I am one of your co-hosts, Sean. I'm the old guy, I'm the dad of the group. And the guy on the other and, screen is... And my name is Connor. I am the big, lovable, and obviously more handsome member of the group. He's the fluffy of the group. He's our fluffy. So, uh... Oh yeah. my god, yes. I don't know what that was, but okay. Um, Fluffy, yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel Iglesias. Yes, I know that, but I didn't know what it was you did just now, so I didn't that, know that. That's that was one of his classic bits, okay. bits, bits when he does the um, the girl voice. Oh my God, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, that- yes, yes. I got it, I got it, I got it. So anyway, <laughs> we're just uh, a father son uh, ADHD laden nerd podcast that just kind of hang out and we talk about. Random movies and geek questions and chase a lot of chickens. So that hence why we have our mascot Chase. Um, so anyway, uh, we always Her start. Sh- th- we always start the the uh, each episode with just kind of talking about what what's been going on with each of us. Uh, if we got any news to report, uh, that kind of thing. If you yeah. missed us last week, you missed me uh, doing my pirate imper- impersonation with an eye patch. Uh, there's a whole story to that. Um, but it's all better this week, and his uh, eye got dry. Yeah. So anyway, so that's good. Figure that's that done. One out. I'm healed. Done all my doctor's appointments. Everything's fine. Um, and I just got back from Seattle. Boy, I just flew in from Seattle, and boy, are my arms tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, old dad joke. Um, actually, that was like a vaudeville joke from way back in the day. So yeah, I was in I was in Seattle most of the week for work. Um, got back late last night. Always good to go up there and see the guys. Um, yeah. And I got to see some of the spouses, so that was kind of cool. Um, other than that, haven't really been doing much. Um, yeah. yeah. That's just kind of my life, man. I just kind of work and come home and play Xbox. Yeah. And then on Friday nights, we do this together. So yep. I don't have a lot to report. Um, I take that back. I... Um, Anyway, I'm going to let you talk because I had some other things I wanted to talk about that I've completely forgotten about, which is not unusual. Um, and I'll chime in later ADHD if I think I'm Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what's been going on see. with you? Silty, for me, it's been basically nonstop snow here for the past week. Yeah. Um, it's um, so much so um, on Tuesday, we had about a foot of snow and, uh, and work was canceled. Although right. I didn't know that because... Be, um, be, uh, because I drove all the way there to the parking lot to an empty parking lot. Um, I, I then I then thought, huh, what should I do? Um, I then pulled pulled out my phone and called the Honda status line, which basically tells me if I need to come into work or not. Should have done that um, at four a.m. this morning when I before first woke you up. Left. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, before <laughs> I left, um, and and it said a shift, my shift, was canceled for the day due to weather. Yeah. 
but um but but it um it was not a wasted effort me going out there was not a wasted effort right because um, it was i performed a good deed um yeah. um on my way home home um t- turning onto the interstate eight um um there, there was a guy caught on on a snow drift on on the side of the road mm-hmm. um and um and so me being being the good good huggable polar bear i am pulled over and i helped the guy out you know yeah yeah and got got my scraper use it as basically like 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 a makeshift mm. shovel and kind of dug out his tires a bit yeah it um uh, went behind his car and pushed as much as i could with, with as little traction as i had yeah and i helped and i helped him out yeah that's awesome connor um you know and you had mentioned on the discord um over with over on legion of dorks that that was just the way you were raised, and I know you're just kind of kind of joking a little bit, but that is true. I mean, that's what we try to do, and, and you know, we never overtly said, "Hey, if you see somebody need help, them." It's just kind of what we did, and I guess we just showed you through example. I know that there was one time uh, when we were living in North Dakota. This is uh, this is a fun chicken. Um, anyway, we were living in North Dakota. It was dead of winter. And, you know, if you remember, the winters up there were usually very sunny and bright. They were, you know, unless there was a snowstorm that was actually coming through, it was usually very pretty, but super yeah. bloody cold. Well, this was when I was working at the private practice, and we were, um, our office was basically on the main street going through old downtown Bismarck. And a woman came in with her two kids, and they had, a, um, they had an appointment at the hospital, you know, a few blocks away, and she had gotten a flat tire. Um, right outside our office. It was between 10 and 20 degrees below zero, if I remember. Mm. And the wind was blowing 10, 15 miles an hour. Mm. I put on my parka and my gloves, and I went out in the weather and changed her tire for her so she could get to her appointment for her kids in 10 to 20 degree, degree below zero weather. And, you know, because yeah. that's just, you know, because I would have been, I would have felt horrible because I didn't have a patient at the time. Just sitting there waiting for a patient. So I'd have felt horrible if she had called AAA or whatever and waited out in her car or whatever for them to come. So yeah. um, I just sometimes I do it because I feel I know it's the right thing to do, and sometimes I do it just because I don't know. I kind of feel guilty if I don't do it. But uh, but that was cool, Car. I'm glad you did that. Um, I mean, um, I mean, just it's just for as long as I could remember. Her, um, um, if if I was able to, if I saw someone in need of help, I just I I did it. I didn't even think about it, dude. I mean, you've Every, been doing that since you were a kid. I mean, if you were, and I'm sure you remember this because you have a better memory than I do. But there was one, I think it was Christmas. It was around Christmas, and you and your brother Luke both had hamsters. I think it was hamsters or gerbils or something, right? Um, I um I I think I got a gecko and Luke got a hamster. Something like that, yeah. And yeah. and. And then Luke's hamster disappeared. He got out. We couldn't find him. He was gone. We didn't know if maybe he had snuck out a door somehow, and he was gone. Yeah. And he was super upset. And like I said, it was after Christmas, so you guys both had gotten Christmas money, and you literally came mm-hmm. up to us with your Christmas money and handed it to Luke and put it in his hand and said, Luke, if you want to go buy another hamster, you can. Here, and You can have my money and go buy your new hamster. Um, now, we didn't make it. That was great. And we, I think we ended up buying him a new pet. I don't know if what yeah. it, we didn't let we didn't let you yeah, use we, your Christmas money yeah, because did. it was just the gesture that was. And nobody asked you to do that. That was just that's just you. 
you've always had that kind of a heart. And and um, it's one of the things that I hated so much about you growing up is having that kind of a heart and your you, peers just not being friendly, you know? Oh, yeah. I, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. my peers were less than friendly growing up. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. So, but, and, and, um, and, unfortunately, but, and unfortunately, that's, you know, sometimes we talk about the whole spectrum stuff. That's kind of the struggles of a, of an adolescent on the spectrum is you don't quite fit in, right, socially. You're a little bit on the different side. Um, and your peers are largely jerks. <laughs> I hate to say it, but... You know, some of it is they Butthole. don't understand. Some people did, um, and and they would treat you nice. But when they were the social pressure of being around other people and trying to fit in with the other crowd, you know, I get that. But yeah, um, I hope it's gotten better over the last generation since you were a kid. As autism spectrum stuff has just gotten more regular in the community and in media and all that stuff. I hope, but I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think it's always going to be an issue because middle school kids are just, by and large, mean. <laughs> you know? Um, Trust me, I know. I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, when, when, when Luke comes home, and Luke was super popular, you know, Luke was outgoing and social and all that kind of stuff. And, and when he comes home from middle school one day and says, Dad, I just realized today that you have to be mean if you want to be popular in middle school. And I don't want to be mean. I'm like, good. Then don't worry about being popular. <laughs> Just treat people the way He was mean you... to me growing up. Huh? I'll... He was mean to me growing up. Look, it's the whole thing where, like, you know what? No, <laughs> I can beat my brother up, but nobody else can beat my brother up. Right? Yeah, but that's 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 the whole other you thing. You wouldn't let me beat him up. up when... I wouldn't let him beat you up either. To me. <laughs> okay, so, but you have some really, really big news, don't you? Yes, I do, and um, and I was saving that for the end. But thanks for bringing it up. Well, we were kind of talking about it. All what's going on with us now? I think that's something that's I, um, pretty big that's going on with you now, right? Uh, um, um, me and my fiance Nikki have officially set a date for our wedding, October fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Awesome. <laughs> so she's gonna make you an honest uh, man, huh? Uh, I've I've always been an, an honest man. What are you talking about? <laughs> you've been a kind-hearted man. I wouldn't say you've always been an honest man. <laughs> I've I've been a morally <laughs> honest man. Okay, uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So um, all right. Um, so tell me more. Give us give us the details. How did well, how did how, how did you guys make the decision to to pick a date? You know, how did that happen? Um, um, I, actually, Nikki is the one who um who sprang it on me so so suddenly um today because what? Well, actually, be this. She's ready for a ring. <laughs> I, I got her a ring. She, she she wears it every day. That's the engagement. I'm talking about the wedding band. But that's the thing. <laughs> Hang on. Um, um, that's uh, um. Ever since I moved down here, um, she said um. She, she said, um, "I'm not even going to think about setting a date until after you, you get a more stable job." Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, okay. and, and I'm like, "This job is already pretty stable, and and I'm already <laughs> making close to what you make now." Yeah. You know? Well, anyway, well, we don't have to get into those kind of details. Well, um, 
uh, but yeah, so so um, so so when she so when she started talking about about setting a date today, I, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, it just it caught me off guard, and, and so, so, so it's like I'm excited. So why 18 months from now? Um, um one COVID. Yeah, we yeah. we want to make sure if um that the COVID is completely gone. Right. Um, two, um, two, it gives us a little bit more time to. To, to, to actually plant some stuff down, save some money for it. Sure. It, um, yeah. um, um, and, and then also we, and then also we want to get married in the fall, you know, mm-hmm. because, because right. that's both our favorite seasons. Sure. And then, and, and, and she figured it would make more sense to to get married in uh, in, uh, in October of next year rather mm-hmm. than basically six months from now. Yeah. You know? Well, that just tells us that Dragon Con 2022 will be your bachelor party. <laughs> take me, take me to um to to a nerdy burlesque show. Oh, that's well, a thing. Well, they have they have they thing. have those kind of things at Dragon Con, but we've never gone do. to those. Uh, um, but anyway, so that is so cool, man. I am so yeah. happy for you, and uh, it's it's kind of fun watching your life fall into place after what we were just talking about, about the, the, the years ago and all the social struggles of not fitting in and, and how mean people were to be where you are with a good stable job and a fiance and y'all just set a date for your wedding. So that's just, I just think that's super cool, dude. So, um, from your dad and your mom, congratulations. And, uh, we'll definitely be there. So (laughs) next up babies. Okay. After 2022, starting, um, let's see, no 2025, sooner. 2025, most likely. No, I was about to say, no sooner than October, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. No sooner than July 2023. Why that day? <laughs> Nine months after your wedding day. Nine, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Okay. Um, well, that's cool. That's, um, that's a huge um, deal, man. That is a huge deal. You know, I can't wait to have um, kids. I can't wait. I don't. I don't even remember. I mean, I remember proposing to your mom, but I don't remember when we decided to set on a set a date. I don't remember that at all. Um, probably because your mom set a date, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stupid date. Oh my god, that's the same thing that happened here. <laughs> like, what the crap? I mean. <laughs> I mean, first off, off we both escaped the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our fiance's basically our. Uh, what? Hold on. Technical difficulties. Yeah, our audio got jacked up. I had to reset the uh, audio okay. engine. It's fine now. So, so I mean, it's so bizarre. First off, you and I both escaped the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then two, both of our fiancés um, basically chose their ring, basically chose their engagement ring for them, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and now both, and now both of our spouses chose the wedding date and we basically just said, okay. I mean, I couldn't, I mean, I could, I was just joking. I have, I have no memory of us setting a date. <laughs> so I could have been super involved. I have no idea. Cause I don't remember, but <laughs> course it was 33 and a half years ago something like that so it was it was a while back i've been i've been married way longer than i was alive before i was married 
I've been married. I've been married longer than I was ever single. So, so anyway. Um, so, is there any, I mean, any fun stuff, any goofy stuff going on, any nerdy kind of stuff that, that you're diving into? Um, I'm, I'm getting back into playing Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I, I saw you playing it earlier today, or at least that said you it, were playing um, earlier it earlier today. It really is a really fun game, you know? And, and it's just up my alley. And, and yeah. honestly, Dad, it's up your alley, too. It's a... <sighs> It's a freaking fighting collectathon. I know. Literally, I, it, you collect things to build up better gear, yeah. and 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 it's massively multiplayer online type, uh, type thing. So, mm. um, and it's on Game Pass, so you and your friends can play together. Yeah, I know. I've, it's I've literally I've, everything you put in. I've played it before, and it didn't grab me that much. And my friends that would have played had already played it and gotten burnt out on it before I even started playing it, and. So and we have other things that we play. So I mean, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so you know, I mean, I've, the new season of Destiny came out. So we're kind of, I'm kind of grinding on that. Um, some hopefully play some with the guys in Destiny tonight. But I also have my Destiny clan that I play. Excuse me, play with. So that's been going on. Um, yeah. They just added Wreckfest to Game Pass, so I got that downloaded. So we're probably that's probably what we're gonna play tonight. It's a game. It's basically dudes in beat up cars running over each other and beating each other up and just kind of just goofing off, crashing cars. Um, you can you can have races with lawnmowers. So demolition derby. <clears throat> Not. I mean that. There probably there's probably a demolition derby mode, but you can actually like race lawnmowers and stuff. <laughs> so, so anyway, so they've played it before and they really liked it. I wasn't going to buy it. It just wasn't a game that I was planning on spending money on, but now it's on Game Pass, so I think that's probably what we're going to play tonight. So that's that's on the docket. There's another game coming out that I didn't even really know about called Outriders, and it's another looter shooter, and it's kind of in the same vein as um, Destiny and um, Anthem, kind of those kind of games. Uh, and, and, I mean, Looter Shooter, kind of like Borderlands 2, but more in the style of Destiny or, or um, Anthem, not the goofy, funny that stuff like That does sound like pretty fun, actually. Um, and it's put out by Square Enix, and the developers, People Can Fly, which I want to say, did was it People Can Fly that did the that did Sun Sunset Overdrive? Was it people? Were they the developers for Sunset Overdrive? I can't remember. Anyway, I don't. I don't, I don't pay attention. To so you have like things. a Titan type character, and then there's a Pyromancer that's more flame. So the Titan is more earth based attacks. The Pyromancer is more fire. Then there's a uh, Technomancer who is more poison and long term like sniper type shooting and support role. And then there's the the Trickster, which is probably one I'll play, which is like you can. You can teleport in and out in your, you know, behind your enemy and take them out real quick, and then zip right back out and just kind of, probably like a pesty mosquito <laughs> that's going in and bothering people. That's probably what I would do. So the the um, the beta comes out for that, the demo comes out for that next Friday. So that might be what we do next Friday, and see if it'll be something that we can jump in together. You know, since some of us have gotten kind of behind on Destiny, so that's kind of the stuff going on with us. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, um, I'm actively working on my short story for Misspelled for the Legion of Dorks um, anthology series. So, um, I'm probably about halfway through the first draft. 
Um, so I'm I'm excited. I, I want to see how it turns out. And it may not be something that's worth even publishing. And why are we doing what, like an Egyptian while I'm talking about a book? <laughs> I, I, that's fine. I, I just know. don't understand what's going on on the screen in front of me. So um, anyway. It's so going to keep you on your toes. I don't know that it's going to be worth put, putting in their anthology series. Um, Kelly is a writer and a publisher and an editor. So she'll put it to its paces and see if it's even worth putting in there. When I get it submitted, it's got to be done by the end of February. It's either it's either the end of beginning of March or the end of March. I can't remember which one it is. So I've got about a if it's the end of February. I think it's the end of March. I hope because <laughs> I ain't got you but a couple got weeks left. A week to, to yeah, I basically it have out. a week to finish it. Uh, otherwise, so that's been interesting. Uh, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. And you read part of what I, you read what I've written so far. So yeah. and gave me some some pointers. You're more the writer in the oh. family than I am. So, so yeah, I don't I don't think I got really anything else going on. Um, you you never have anything going on. I'm an old guy. I don't have much of a life. I, I Finally, to, he admits it. I go to work. I come home. Uh, I spend time with your mom. We watch TV. Go to work. I play Xbox on the weekend. Go to work. Go home. Go to work. Go home. You know, we we do a we we we're doing a. Uh, we're doing a, a read through the Bible in a year plan with like a, a lot of people in the church are doing it together. So we talk about that yeah. a lot at night. That's what we talk about, what we read that day. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much what's going on with us. So um, so why don't we just jump in and, and just do our geek question and move on, man. You want to do that? Yeah, sure. All right. So let's, sure. let's do our geek question of the day. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Thank you for not trying to do it. <coughs> give it, give it. I want it. to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want them answered immediately. Okay. I like Arnie's version better, though. You're pretty close. So, <laughs> Thank all you. right. So, what is our geek question of the, of, of the day? Our geek question is, um, if, um, if you could become famous for anything, what would it be and why? Okay, so if you could rise from obscurity, and this kind of this question kind of ties into what our <laughs> point over here, like yeah. I'm pointing at the movie, the uh, right there, that movie thing that we're going to talk about, yeah. kind of ties into that a little bit. So basically, if you could rise from obscurity and become famous for anything, what would you be famous for? Okay, go. Okay. Um, for me, it would definitely, definitely, definitely be be becoming a a writer of of a very successful young adult series that then gets turned into a a hit series of movies. He's um, not on par, par okay. with them, um, with like um, um, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, because yeah. um, because those are 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 in like a class of their own. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I I would just be better if um if um if if what I came on came up with ended up being being better than than the Percy Jackson movies, you know. Okay, so somewhere between Percy because... Jackson and Lord of the Rings. Between Percy Jackson and Harry Potter, from okay. Harry Potter is um it's more YA. So so what would you, what would your I mean I know you don't have a plot and that kind of stuff, but I mean would it be sci-fi? Would it be fantasy? Would it be it, um, just young drama um, like Twilight um, with would, like wolves and vampires in love? Or <laughs> what would it shut be? Shut your <laughs> mouth! I swear, <laughs> I swear to Tolkien, I will reach through uh, I will reach through my webcam you, and slap you across the face. You secretly want to write a zombie. Love story trilogy. That's Zombie, no. Werewolf, no. Vampire, no. Dragon, yes. 
Oh, dragons with dragons or dragons with people? That would be really weird. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, for some reason, and I'm a, a, a freaking story of of a girl choosing between be um, between being with a dog and being with the dead guy, um, made this one billions of dollars. You know. Okay. Wait. Wait. Twilight. Uh, she um she had to choose a dog and a dead guy. I didn't even I didn't even make the connection. A werewolf and a vampire. A dog and a dead guy. That I. You know, when you when you phrase it like that, okay, that Twilight was basically the love story of a woman who had to choose between a dog and a dead guy, it sounds much less romantic than a woman has, has to choose between a, a werewolf and a vampire, you know? And she chose the dead guy. <laughs> and, oh, that's um, hilarious. And, and the only reason why why I know that is, is because Nikki, she loves that stuff. She talks choosing, about it a lot. Choosing between like. A, that should be the title of the of the episode: choosing between a dog and a dead guy. <laughs> or I mean, just, we'll, we'll just choices. We'll just name the episode "A Dog and a Dead Guy." <laughs> That's I mean, we'll it's, name it's just. I mean, it's just. Um, <laughs> at least if she if she chose the dog, she was, she was choosing a living thing, you know. Yeah, well. Although I mean, she's if she's choosing the dead guy, he's not going to go away anytime soon, right? Neither with the werewolf. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so um, so so kind of what are you thinking then? Um, um, I, I was thinking it would be either, um, um, let's see, based um based on on what is very popular nowadays, I, I would say it would have to be um, um my my Drake and Walker series, you know, um, the story I've I've been working on. Tell me about that one again, because it's been a while um, since we've talked about it. Um, all right, so. So, so Drake and Walker um has has the main character of, um uh, um, of Morgan McAvery. Oh, and I don't all, need. I, just, I mean, the, basically, what's it about? I don't need. To, I don't need to plot. Just, okay, uh, you know. Okay, just don't in, don't interrupt me, and you'll get the and you'll get the plot. I was only going to tell you the name of the main character. That's it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Don't in, interrupt me. That's rude. You taught me that. All right. You gonna let me talk? Yeah. Okay. So. Now, now I keep expecting you to to randomly interrupt me. I, I just know that's what you're gonna do. You you have that face on you right now. I'm not I doing know that's anything. What you're gonna do. I'm not gonna say a thing. So, so basically, the story is around is around the character um Morgan McAvery or or as he's otherwise known as Morgan Smith. Um, and, and basically he um he is this being called a Drakenwalker. Um, mm-hmm. and um and and he has to go to the special school. Um, to to learn how to control his his abilities, um, and mm-hmm. um, and he meets a bunch of friends along the way you know, who um who who are also magical creatures or, or descendants of magical creatures, and and basically it's kind of like it's it's kind of like Harry Potter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um um it, it's it's the under it's the underdog guy who ends up having these powers and goes to a special school to learn how how to control them, and then at that school. All kinds of drama ensues. Okay. Cool. I was just wondering if you're ever going to say anything about Chase. <laughs> what? Are you not looking at Chase? He's not on the camera right now, Dad. He's right in front of the camera. <laughs> I you don't can't see even him. S- you can't even see me on the on the on the stream. I mean, I'm not looking at I'm not looking at the stream. 
<laughs> I'm looking at you. Why? Why would I be looking at the stream? Well, you can't. Oh, that's right, because I'm over here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you weren't responding. I forgot we're using two different cameras for the for the stream and the in the chat. Dumb so. butt. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, and the whole time you're talking, I'm just slowly moving Chase up to my camera, get like like zooming into his eye and his beak, and you're not even phased a bit. And I'm going. Man, what kind of self-control has this guy got? He's just, just powered right through with his story. Dumb donkey. That's what you are. A dumb donkey. But, uh, um, you but, know, but the other word for donkey. Uh, so, yeah. Well, anyway. All right. So. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. So, cool. be that story, mainly because us, um, um, those, those, those kinds of stories are very popular nowadays, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, but you have to be careful about not becoming part of just white noise amongst all the other similar stories, you know? I know, yeah. Well, but I mean, um, but I mean, then again, um, if um, if I go too far in the opposite direction, making it make it nothing like, make it absolutely nothing like anything else, right? Else people people are going to be like, this is too out there, or you mm -hmm. know, you know. I'm, yeah, and, and so it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to find this good middle ground, and it's... that's why. Mm -hmm. And um and and that's why I'm trying to find a good a good type of middle ground using using twists and um and, and originalities like yeah. like um like I'm I'm doing research on actual dinosaurs and using those as the templates for yeah. for the Drakens he um he mm -hmm. can become. You know I think um you know I mean I've always toyed with the idea it'd be cool to write a story write a book but um one I don't have the patience for it and and the focus to do it. But also, it's it's the difficulty with, okay, writing a story that's familiar enough to people to draw them in to be interested, you know, because they've read other things that are similar and they like that stuff, but different enough that you're not just a cookie cutter with, along with everything else, you know? Yeah. I get that. And so that's why I think short stories is a good way to go, and that's why I'm kind of looking at the idea of writing some short stories. And if I write a short story that people time kind of love and think it's awesome and would like to hear more that would be maybe a good indication of hey let's try to build this into something bigger you know yeah. because that way you're kind of testing the waters out without investing way too much time in writing an entire novel that nobody's interested in right so that's kind of that's kind of the way i'm thinking about it but anyway yes, but i mean but i mean i've tried writing short stories before i've yeah. tried several times but but every single time i finished one i'm like but I'm like, but but now I've made this character and I've made this story and I want to see where it goes, yeah. you know? Right. I, and I just I I can't stop. I still think you need to take one of your ideas that you've had, because you've had several that have that have that you haven't really pursued very far, and you've had some interesting ones. I'm telling you, man, you need to write one of these short stories for the um, Legion of Dorks anthology book, Miss Bell. I know. Um, you ain't got much time. <laughs> I, so, I know, okay. So anyway. Um, okay, so are you done? Is that it? Yep, author of a famous book trilogy that's going to turn into a great movie series? Yep. Okay. Um, mine, I would be a professional musician. Um, you know, the, it's, it's easy to go, oh, I'd be a professional athlete or I'd be a movie star. You know, I mean, look, I... One... You, I get, you, I'd don't, have to, you don't got the chops for either. Well, I would. Ha here's the thing. I would have to be with a professional athlete... It, this question would have to include I can change change what my body is, <laughs> you know, to be able to be big enough and strong enough to be a professional athlete and let it get beaten up for 20 years. 
Um, and then actors, you know, people that are on the screen, man, it's tied to their looks. I mean, yes, people are more talented than others, but, you know, there's not too many, there's not too many, um, actors and actresses on TV is on TV and in movies today that are hard to look at. Right. Yeah. I mean, Steve Buscemi probably comes the closest, <laughs> you know, Who? love the guy, but you know, Who? Steve Buscemi. Look him up, man. Just look him. Up. You've seen him in stuff. You've okay, seen him in stuff. What have I seen him in? Uh I just saw I just watched him in Big Lebowski. Um he's been in a lot of he's been in he was in um Reservoir Dogs with Tarantino. Um God, what else has he been in? He's been in some things that you've seen. I just I'm drawing a blank. But just just do an I just do an IMDB search for, for Steve Buscemi. Um and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. What so, about Danny? What what about Danny DeVito? Yeah, here's another one. Yeah, um, <laughs> so you know, but man, you can if you're if you can blow a horn, which is what I would probably do is is play trumpet. Um, I would like to be the kind of prof- professional musician that can play multiple instruments. You know, have that kind of talent where I can play multiple instruments um, and do them well. Um, yeah. But dude, somebody like Wynton Marsalis. Chuck Mangione, uh, Maynard Ferguson, although I kind of liked his style when I was younger. None, none of these names mean anything to me. I know, because they're, they're, they're brass players. Um, Chuck, uh, Maynard Ferguson, I liked him when I was younger because he could play super high. He was a squealer, but I'm not a huge fan of him now. I like the technique better, uh, you know, the, the softer stuff like Chuck and um, Chick Taylor. Chick Taylor? Anyway, uh, Chick Donovan, I think. Ain't no, no. Uh, I would blank. love to learn how to play the saxophone. So any of those guys, Dizzy Gillespie, um, Arturo Sandoval, so any of those brass uh, players, um, I am super envious and impressed with, with someone that can play the piano really well. Not so much concert pianist that does like the big concertos and stuff, but somebody like Harry Connick Jr. Dude, I love, oh, yeah. some, I love me some Harry Connick Jr. He is super talented. He's been playing jazz clubs and jazz shows on piano since he was like 12. Okay. I mean, hey dad, 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 dad. Yes. I'm I'm having a mind fart. Is Harry Connick Jr. Iron Man? I'm not even going to answer that question. Dad, help I'm me here. I'm on. having an actual brain fart. I can't remember the guy. Harry Connick Jr. is a Cajun piano player. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. <laughs> You doofus. What the frick? Is I have no idea. Oh, I would love to see a version of Iron Man with Harry Connick Jr. What the I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark in his Iron Man suit, you know, tickling the ivories and playing some piano for Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Um, I just find, you know, dancers are cool, but I mean, that's, you know, I'm amazed at the talent of dancers. But if I could be a professional musician and play and have the confidence to play solo, you know, with orchestras and stuff and travel the world just doing that and just gigging, yeah, that that would be it. And it would, like I said, it would probably closer to like the jazz genre just because if you're going to play horn, that's kind of the direction you're going to go anyway. Um, oh, Herb Alpert. He's another one. He's another one of my favorites, you know. 
Um, you guys used to listen to me, listen to Herb Alpert when y'all were growing up. I've listened to him all the time. Um, so yeah, if if I could be famous for anything, it would be a professional musician. So, um, anyway, hey, I'm not. We we have a, we have a, a viewer. Um, yeah. So, welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, point parent parent one point one. I think so. Hmm. So, um, anyway, hmm. yeah, we're just up, we're, dude? we're just or sitting here, girl, or or however you self-identify. <laughs> so we're just, we're just sitting here chatting about what we'd like to be famous for if we could be famous for anything. So right now it's he wants to be a famous author. I want to be a a, a famous musician because um, I've played trumpet for years and I wish I could get back into it. One of these days, I told I told Mitch one time I said if you ever want to see your dad cry, you guys can buy me a new trumpet. That would make me cry. <laughs> if you want to see your dad cry, that's 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 what would do it. So, <laughs> going on the list, <laughs> it's already on my Amazon list. It's been on my Amazon list. They don't have them in stock at Amazon though. At least not the one I want. I mean, I, I just want a cheap one. I don't want I don't want the the professional one that I used to have. That's I don't have that kind of money. Nobody should have that kind of money. But um, so that's that's what I would do. I mean, I just musicians and their talent and your mom's the same way she's like if i could be famous for anything it would be it would be a musician so um so yeah probably in that jazz trumpet vein maybe a little piano um not so much drums but like piano and brass instruments yeah i could i could, I could definitely be down for that so definitely i would want to learn learn the saxophone yeah yeah see i the never saxophone was a... is just it's okay. cool yeah, it's cool. the, but um, tenor, there are tenor sax, not alto. Tenor sax. You got to go tenor sax. If you're going to play, you got to do tenor sax. Yeah, you definitely got to go there tenor sax. There are two instruments that are just ultimately romantic. The guitar, the, the acoustic and guitar. the bagpipes. And no, the exact opposite of bagpipes. <laughs> These sound good. The saxophone. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Um, I mean, have you heard Careless Whisper? Yes, I have. Ad nauseum, man. I'm not a huge fan of that song, and I'm I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of alto I'm never sax. gonna dance again. Getting <laughs> I'm not a, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of alto sax. I'm more a fan of tenor sax. Tenor sax is the bomb. Alto sax, not so, and I'm I'm not a woodwind guy anyway. So I would never probably learn how to play saxophone anyway because I'm more of a brass instrument guy. So. Well, wait, wait. Um, um, are you are you saying the saxophone isn't brass? No, it's it's made of metal, but it's a woodwind instrument. A woodwind instrument uses a reed on your mouthpiece, and you blow into it, and it creates a vibration. And with that reed, that's what creates the sound. Are you sure? Are you seriously going to ask me that question? <laughs> Someone who was in band for twenty years. You're seriously going to ask me if oh, I know if I know for sure that a saxophone is a woodwind instrument? Oh man! So someone, someone, somehow, take a screen grab of his man. reaction, please. That's just that's just that's just <laughs> that's just oh, sacrilegious man. that you would even suggest that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, anything now, and, and here's the inter- here's the weird thing: a flute, piccolo, those are considered woodwinds as well, but they don't use a reed, and they're made completely of metal. Go figure. 
but they they have all the different keys that's like that, a, like a clarinet, saxophone, those. They have all the different keys like a woodwind instrument. Whereas like brass instruments, trumpet has three. You know, trombone is just a slide. Baritone, three. Tuba, three, four, somewhere around in there. Um, some have three, some have four. Uh, baritone versus a sousaphone, I think. One is three, one is four. Anyway, so I'm kind of nerding out on my music stuff, sorry. So Yes, you are, big time. That's, I, I, that's what I would like to do, man. So, so anyway, so I think that was that was a decent question. Kind of ties into our movie. So, yeah, speaking definitely. of our movie, we should probably just jump into our movie and do it, don't you think? All the way, Dad. Dad. Yes. How how does Good Morning Vietnam tie into the movie? What? How does it tie in? I'm honest. What? Where did they go sing? Thailand, wasn't it? They entertained the troops during the Vietnam War. <laughs> you doofus. <laughs> they went to Vietnam to entertain the troops during the Vietnam War. That was the whole point of the movie. I need to cut back on this. This because It's making what, me dumb. What do you think? The Thailand... Uh, uh, they said Thailand in the movie, but I thought that's where they were. Because the one girl said Thailand because she was clueless and didn't know what she was talking about. And every, and immediately in that scene, they said, no, Vietnam. Right then, in that very scene when she said Thailand. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that was the only David, time they not... said Thailand. That was the only time they said Thailand was in that one scene. And she was immediately corrected. <laughs> Shut up. Good morning, Vietnam, because it was set during the Vietnam War and they went to Vietnam to entertain the troops. Hence, why not Soul Man? I'm a Soul Man. Because it's not, it's not a, it's not a quote for it's, 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 it's not. Uh, yes, they they sang soul music, but that was much better. That's much better because that's a line from a movie. I mean, come on, and that's kind of what we try to do with this. So, anyway, wow, man, you're on a roll tonight, dude. Oh, so, up. how about we jump into the next installment of Roll for Credits? All right. Hey, Dad. Yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> what? Like, can you hear this, or do we need to turn it up? Uh, yeah, wrong finger. I know. I got it. So, I am going to... That's because I respect you. I'm making the unilateral decision. We are jumping into the next installment of Roll for Credits. Roll for Credits. All right, so for this installment of Roll for Credits, guys, we are talking about the 2012 movie, uh, a movie from 2012 Sapphires. called The Sapphires. I'm trying to pull up my notes here, uh, tell you a little bit about it. So the, the tagline for this movie um, is, it's 1968, and four young, talented Australian Aboriginal girls learn about love, friendship, and war when their all-girl group, The Sapphires, entertain the U.S. troops in Vietnam. So that's the premise. So here's here's the thing, um, and I, I want to tell a little bit about the history. Uh, you know, some of those those historical facts at the beginning of the movie that just blew me away, yeah. and then we can Same talk here. about kind of the plot of the movie. But yeah, go ahead. When because this movie is based on a true story, it's based on real people, and and the you know so any kind of movie where 
it's based in truth, it's based on historical fact, where they, usually they have some information about the history, historical context at the beginning of the movie. And they did here, and they said, and, and it, this is what it said. It says, until 1967, Australia's native Aboriginal population, among the oldest people on Earth, were denied full citizenship by the Australian government. Up until 1967, they were segregated to church missions and Aboriginal reserves, just like the, the, in, the Native American reserves we have here reservations we have here they were not even classified as human beings but rather as quote flora and fauna they weren't up until 1967 the aboriginal people of australia were not even characterized as human and as late as the 1970s fair-skinned like light-skinned aboriginal children were routinely taken away from their families by the government and they were either raised in institutions or put in like foster homes with white families and they were taught quote unquote white ways and they said that these children were all often referred to as the stolen generation. So that's the historical context of where this movie starts, is that time period. I think it actually starts in 1968. Um, so it's right after they were given, you know, allowed a Australian citizenship. But clearly, opinions about who they were had not changed in the culture. It was just a governmental legal thing, right? So that's when it's set. And there's these four little girls... Um, I think there's two are sisters and the others are, the other two are cousins and they sing together. Um, and one of them is fair skinned and the government comes and takes her away and they don't see her again until she's an adult. Um, and they all sing and they all want to be entertainers and they get back together basically. Some, and I won't get into all, all how they get back to the four of them get back together, but they audition and they get picked to go sing and entertain the troops, the American troops, in Vietnam. And Chris O'Dowd, who is the guy that plays Roy on the IT crowd, if you know him, love that guy, he plays their Roy. keyboard player and their manager. And then it's all about them going to, um, you know, and they, they at first, they sing country music. And he's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing country music. You got to do soul music. So he teaches them soul music and soul, you know, like the, kind of like the, the, the moves that the Supremes did. <laughs> The choreographed moves the, and all of that. The stuff they did um, at the Apollo Theater. Right, right. So, um, so he he taught. Then it shows them, you know, learning the new moves, learning the new songs, and then they go to Vietnam and they they you know they meet some some soldiers over there, some fall in love, and so you're going to sing while I'm talking. So I'm going. Oh wait, oh wait, I was singing. Of course you were singing. You know you were singing. I no, I did not. I swear I did not know I was singing. <laughs> you love to do that, man. You love to sing when when I'm talking. <clears throat> Sorry. So, so that's basically the premise of the movie, and they go, and then of course, <clears throat> you know, it can't be a movie that's all happy the whole time. You know, they they get caught in an amp, and, and they where they're entertaining one time and. They started, getting, and they started getting ambushed, and there's a lot of shooting and people getting hurt and all this kind of stuff. Um, during that time, Martin Luther King um, is assassinated back in the United States, um, and their manager in Vietnam is, is an African-American guy, and he's talking to him. He's like, look. No. What? The, the, the manager isn't, isn't an African-American guy? The manager guy in Vietnam, Connor. Oh. The promoter oh. in Vietnam. Okay. And he was talking about, he's like, look. These guys over here, 
<clears throat> and I'm just using their words. I'm not, you know, these talking these black these black guys here, you know, they're in this country and they're watching their own people and their own family, you know, struggling for their own lives and getting hurt back home with all this civil unrest and and and, and the Reverend King getting getting murdered, and they're over here fighting a war that they don't really even believe in. So he's like, you've got to. You've got to be their source to get through this, you know, to the girls. So, and 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 then, you know, it goes to, they sing, and they get through the really dark parts, and they get out on the other side, and it's good on the other side, and the movie ends. So, it's a pretty safe movie. Um, I loved it. I absolutely loved I this movie. Honor, I loved it, too. It, I it, absolutely it a really loved good this movie. movie. Um, so I wouldn't watch it again just because it's not my type of thing, but it, right. it was a good movie to watch. So, I mean, we can talk about it as much as you guys want to talk about it. Um, I would encourage you to go watch it. Uh, it's basically a feel good. I mean, it's a drama, but it's kind of a feel good movie. There's a few laughs in it. Um, have you ever had a movie where you just catch yourself smiling through the entire movie? Yes. I, I, I was 45 minutes into this movie before I realized I had been grinning because I was watching it on the airplane. I had it on my Kindle and I was watching it on, my aer- on the airplane that I had a grin on my face for 45 straight minutes just watching this movie. It just made me what feel What kind good. of grin? I don't know, Connor. There, just, are, there are different just, kinds just of grins. A slight, just a slight, happy, good-feeling grin on my face. Um, and, of course... The grin kind of went away when it got dark for that 15-minute part towards the end. But by and large, I mean, it just made me happy. I don't know if it was the story, if it was the characters, if it was the humor between them, um, if it was the fact that things things that turned out, and the music, that it was constant soul music from beginning to end. It was great. I love soul music. So, so yeah, so it, it... it was one of those movies where I would never have picked this movie to watch, ever. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Chris O'Dowd would have been the only reason why I would have ever considered watching this movie. Because the, the four girls, I've never seen them before. I don't know that they've done if they've acted before or whatever. I don't know. I've never seen them before. They may have done some Australian stuff. So, I didn't know them. The only person in the whole movie that I knew was Chris O'Dowd. Same here. So, I may have considered possibly watching it because he was in it but the premise of the movie about this these four aboriginal girls forming a singing group and entertaining the troops in vietnam it's not something would have grabbed me but i'm so glad that i saw this movie so tell me what your tell me what your thoughts were about the movie i mean i had several and i and i really like some of the stuff at the very end but but what well, was it that see. you liked or didn't like? Honestly, there wasn't there wasn't much that, that, that I didn't like about the movie, you right, know. Right. Right. I felt the same way. I mean, I mean it was it was I mean it was um it was well choreographed, it, it was well versed, it was well written, you know. Mm-hmm. Um predictable in a lot of areas, you know, but 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 it was that good kind of predictable where where um where like um before with the whole Whole um um book thing, you know, you, you know, you know, it um it was predict- predictable enough to to still enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
the one thing I didn't like, and I'm and, and this is just what I don't like with all kinds of movies, is the classic trope of of these people only knowing each other for for not even a month, and they're already in love and wanting to get married. You know? <clears throat> well. I mean, I, that's I, again, what I didn't really understood. Yeah, and I mean, movies will do that, you know. And I mean, you don't know how long I they mean, were together. You don't know how long they were together because that. Uh, I actually do. I actually do. Um, yeah. Um. Um. Uh, the manager in um uh, the manager in in Saigon said um said 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 they were doing doing twenty three days. Twenty seven shows, shows in twenty three days. But you don't know how long um, they were together they, practicing before they went to uh, Vietnam. Ah. Uh, before that, that they were only t- together for a week. No, 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 three days preparing for it. I remember that. Mm. And um, they were um, they um, the, uh, um, they were preparing in um in Uncle Ed's basement for three days before the actual audition. I remember that. Right, for the audition, but you don't know how long it was between the audition and them actually going to Vietnam. We don't know that. But I, but that's but I see your they point. The next day. No, they didn't go the next day. They did not go the next day. I mean, they had probably, dude, they probably had, they had to get pass. I mean, logistically speaking, they had to get passports, and those can take a while to get. All these kind of things have to happen okay, logistically. Okay, but still, um, I'm, I'm still um, logistically speaking, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a, even at least two months. They um they were together before he writes a letter saying he wants to get married to her. Yeah, you well, know? Y- you know that's and, that's what I don't like. Right, and, and, know, and, just, um, and I get when that. they force characters together like that. Well, but but we don't know. Yeah, I don't know to what extent that was part of the true story, or what. But um, I I mean there was nothing at the end of the movie that talked about them two together, so that may have just been part of the story that they had made up. I don't know. But yeah. movie, movies tend to do that. They compress time. Um, and you also have to understand that feelings can run really high in a war zone. You know? And so anger feelings, love feelings, lust feelings, yeah. all those things can run really they high kind of under the stress. Yeah. Huh? It, yeah, um, they, could. they all kind of get mushed together and it can be confused very easily. They, they could, and so it could be that, and, and um, you know, it could be that they would not have lasted together long term in peacetime because, you know, it was the high emotions of the war zone that, that drew them together. I don't know, but he was drawn to her before they went to Vietnam, you know. But she wasn't. No, she had to, <laughs> he had to grow on. She her. hated him. He had to grow on her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so with, so I I get with that, but that's that just black a, catfish. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's just a that's just a, like a, a nitpicking little thing. That's not a huge thing. It wasn't a major plot issue or anything like that. I know. I thought well, they all. Some, I thought the like acting I said, was. Hedda, that was the only thing I didn't like about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved every single song choice they chose. I loved all of that music. Well, yeah, because I love soul music, so I mean, of course I'm gonna love every song choice they made. Um, you know, and because of that movie, because of that movie, there um this one song has been stuck in my head ever ever since I saw it. What is it? I'm a soul man. I knew I'm a soul man, and I'm that Blues Brothers thing, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't. It didn't start as a soul bro, as a Blues Brothers thing. I know Blues Brothers. No, but I mean, the it's a remake. Um, it's um that's that's only that's only reference um of. Uh, of the song that I know is the Blues <laughs> okay. Brothers, so okay. I'm, that's I'm what drawing, I say, Kyle. I'm, 
<coughs> I'm drawing a blank on the on the artist, the original artist, artist, but I'm <coughs> I know it wasn't them. I'm trying to, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, um, um, and um, and because of that, that um, I then always keep on. Please, Connor, don't hurt him. <laughs> what does that mean, please, Mitch? Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. You oh. know, see, the, the problem, the problem, Mitch, is that uh, you know, Hammer is before Connor's time, so he probably doesn't even get the reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Anyway, um, 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 uh, do you, um, hey, Dad, uh, do you remember the show Drake and Josh? Yeah. Um, I watched it with you guys all um, the time. Um. Um, in one of their early episodes, Drake and Josh actually did a performance of Soul Man as, as Blues Blue, Brothers yeah. for for um for a uh, talent show, and yeah. and so now I so that scene just keeps on popping into my head. Right. You know? <laughs> oh well, <laughs> dang, Mitch tells us to really think. Oh my, he's not a Josh my, oh, fan. My. He's Team Drake apparently. Um, but. Hey, I'm basically Josh. Come on, <laughs> I am. So you can't be. I'm, I'm, you, you can't I'm be big. I'm nerdy. I'm lovable. So, um, was there was there anything? Oh else? my god, Any... Luke is Drake. <laughs> That's Luke true. is Drake. <laughs> Luke is definitely smarter Drake. than Drake. So, do you have anything else you want to mention about that movie? I mean, I have um, I have some things see. that I wanted to talk about, but unless you, oh, I don't know what it is. But I love hearing Australian people talk. Oh, I love the Australian accent. That was one of the things it's, I was going to um, talk about. I, just, it's I can listen about to it all day. Accent is something about their unique vernacular and slang. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing Australian people talk. Absolutely, you know? Absolutely. I, I can listen to it all day. Yep, yep. Which, um, which is why I was so ecstatic when my group got two people from Australia in the campaign. <laughs> right, and, right. And I'm like, oh yes, I get to I get to hear it every day, every week. Oh, it's gonna be so satisfying. Yeah. No, so, I mean it, it's it's a cool accent. No, oh, I love that. it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, but um, so I, I didn't really take any notes about the movie because I just liked it. I just sat and enjoyed. It. It's one of those movies where, where it's not a movie where you're, really Mitch? Pick, you're not going to really pick it apart. Did I image how you doing there? But I just, I just, it was a movie where I could just sit and just enjoy viewing it. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it wasn't a heavy movie. It wasn't a cheesy movie. It was pleasant. It was a pleasant movie. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too long. I, I just, I like the storyline. I like the fact that sometimes I like movies where something stupidly bad doesn't happen. You know? I just, sometimes I like just sitting and watching a movie. Stupidly that just bad? How do you mean? It. Huh? Just something stupidly really bad. bad. How do you just mean? something really bad. Okay. Just something really bad. Um, <laughs> it wasn't too long. <laughs> Everything is the name of your sex tape, uh, apparently. Mitch. Of course, Everything is well. Th- then that just means that Mitch has lots of sex tapes. It's quite the library. You, you, you could run your own adult site site <laughs> with all these things, dude. So you need help. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specifically I wanted to say about the movie itself, <laughs> but. Oh <my> <laughs> So, well, apparently, I mean, Hook, you should, you should, you've seen it in the Discord. We have an ongoing joke of our names of our sex tapes. So, but, um, hilarious. It, you know, it's after some of the movies we've seen recently where really bad stuff happens and, um, 
you know, think you know, like, I don't know. I can't remember all the movies that we've watched recently, but it was nice having a movie that I could just sit and multi-pass. just every yeah, multi-pass. Um, <laughs> having a good ending, having a happy ending is like okay, somebody gets shot in the movie, but they don't die, and you kind of knew yeah. you could just tell the tone of the movie it wasn't going to happen, and they were it was you know. I, I honestly did not expect him to to come back. I really didn't. I did. I did. Just because just because of the tone of the whole movie, you know. Um, but I couldn't help. But the whole time we're watching the movie, I couldn't help but have that historical context in my head the whole time, you know, of the fact. What context? That, well, the stuff I said at the beginning that up until 1967. The Aboriginal people of Australia were not even considered human by the Australian government. They were considered flora and fauna. And this was only a year later. And they're entertaining the U.S. troops in Vietnam, most of which were African-American in the 60s with all the civil civil rights stuff going on and in the midst of Martin Luther King getting shot. And the emotional turmoil that had to be going on during... That, that was in the back of my head the whole time, right? Um... And it gave me a newfound respect for the people that could. Yes, Mitch, I am wearing wearing, wearing a jean full shirt. <laughs> uh, T Public, I'll send you the link. <laughs> so, um, don't have any. I don't have any hashtag Team Connors up there yet. I got to get those made. But I do yes, have those. Yes, get those. Get those made and send me four. Or I'm the one for me, one for Nikki, and um, and two for the in laws. So, um. So if look if you want a if you want to watch a just a, a pleasant movie um, that has a good story that was that was based on a true story that I love those kind of movies that that there's a, here. that there's there's some truth in there because they always put some stuff at the end about the real people. It's just like recently oh, your dad, yeah, dad. Um, did you notice at the end and um 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 the woman who um. Um, uh, the woman who um who who Julie was 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 portrayed. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about. All, I'm going to. I'm going to talk about all that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Okay, I know. That's 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 the stuff I'm going to say at the end. Yes. So, yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're going to say. Um. But like r- recently, um, your mom and I watched uh, the Professor and the Madman. Oh, such a good movie, uh, with uh, Mel uh, Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, um, based on a true story. And they actually Who's had Sean pic- Penn. I, you know, when you ask me those kind of questions, look him up. Just <laughs> Google him. All right, I'm just not going to go there, man. Um, Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, for one. I I don't know what that is, Dad. Again, see, I've just <laughs> he's I a kid. People, you watched. give him permit. You know, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's 24, but he's just a kid. So cut him some slack. Anyway, that's a fantastic movie, and it's based on a true story, and they actually had pictures of the actual people that they portrayed at the end of the movie. I love that kind of stuff. That's just one of my things. So they did the same thing in this movie as well. Um, and, and I wrote down what, those th- what, they, what they said in the movie. But is there something else you wanted to talk about about the movie? I, um, you know, sometimes it's, it lo- the, only, the only thing that I – the only – nitpick that I had was when they were singing the the dubbing didn't look didn't match their their lips very well 
you know. So I don't know. Sometimes it looked like they were actually singing, and they, and they may have, but other times it didn't seem like it matched very well. So I'm like, okay, did, were they dubbing in somebody else doing the doing the singing or not? But the only thing thing I'm the only time I I really noticed that happening was was in one of the beginning scenes when the mom was um was was brushing Cynthia's hair. That and then also when Cynthia was singing. But when she was singing the solo towards the end, you know, after you know, after the guy got shot. When that she was, was Gail. singing the solo. Oh, Gail, sorry. When she when when she got when she was singing solo, that really looked fake. But uh, but other than that. But but here's some things. Okay, so so just to let you guys know, I mean, I talked a little bit about the historical context of this movie, and then they talk about each each one of these ladies after the movie. Okay, and and I'm just going to read them off to you because it's just fascinating. So, the actual singers, I mean, the names were different in the movie, but the actual singers were um, they were sisters Laurel Robinson and Lois Peeler, and then their cousins Beverly Briggs and Naomi Mayers. Now, Naomi Mayers eventually became a doctor, and in 1984, she received one of Australia's highest honors, the Order of Australia, in recognition for her progressive work with Aboriginal Community Health. So she was a physician and earned basically like the Order of Freedom, the, the Australia's version of the Order of Freedom. And remember the context of, you know, the year that this movie started, they had only been considered human beings for a year, according to the Australian government. And then she goes that far. Her sister, Beverly, uh, worked with her, and she worked with. Um, she specialized in mental health and public housing for the Aboriginal people, and and was recognized for that work as well. Lois Peeler, who was the light-skinned one that got taken away, she became Australia's first Aboriginal fashion model and became a principal for an Aboriginal girls' school. Um, and then the one, the girl that that. The main character, Julie. one of the main characters, and one of the girls, her name was Julie in the movie, and she was the best singer, and she was the youngest, and she already had a kid, and so it was hard. So it took a while for them to let her go because she had a kid. Her dad said he'd take care of his kid, so her kid. So her name was Laurel Robinson, and she had talked about she wanted to sing at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. That was one of the things they talked about in the movie. Well, she never made it to, to the Apollo Theater in Harlem, but she went back home to be with her family and she worked tirelessly with the Aboriginal people and in that, that whole cause to give them equal rights and everything. And then it says, and of course to be with her young son, Tony, who was the co-writer of this film. So her son wrote the play that this film was based on. So for them to come where they came from, to do what they did and end up where they were, it, look, it's a feel-good movie, okay? It hits you in all the feels. You had the happy, you had the kind of scary, sad, um, and then just the emotional stuff. Sorry, my chair's falling apart here. Uh, <clears throat> so That chair's not even a year old no, yet. No, it's, it's, it's the cushion that I've got on top of it so I can sit higher. It's falling off. Uh. No, the chair's fine. So, <sighs> look, I know it's very different than the kind of movies that... that Brandon and Mitch watch, but every now and then it's just good to have just a feel good movie that you smile through the whole movie. You know, I smiled through the whole movie for about 10 minutes. I wasn't smiling the rest of the, you know, I was smiling when the movie was yeah. over. I like that. 
I needed that. Sometimes I think we need some of those every now and then. But <clears throat> so I absolutely love that. And I, you know how I always Same look. Here. I always look for trivia about these movies. There wasn't really a lot yeah. of trivia, but this movie came out in 2012, and I did read that it was pre- it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, and it got a 10 minute standing ovation at the end. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do, Mitch, but for completely different reason. I get it. <coughs> completely different reasons. But, hey, if it makes you smile, that's all that matters, right? So, anyway. Um, so, look, if you're, if you're looking for a feel-good movie that has some good music in it, um, and you're just, I need a movie that has a happy ending, this is yeah. one of them. Um, I would highly Definitely. recommend watching it. I'm um, just like Connor. Um, I would have never picked this movie to watch if the Dragon Dice had not rolled it for us. And, and I'll probably never watch it again because it's just not my typical kind of movie that I like to watch. But I'm so glad that I did. Same um, here. I'm so glad that I watched this movie. And uh, I would highly recommend you just check it out someday when you just need to have a, a feel-good going on. So um, that's all I got for the Sapphires. Um, again, it's 2012. Stars Chris O'Dowd um, and the ladies. I can't remember all their names. I didn't write all of them down. They're not people that I've known I've ever seen before. Oh, the one negative, the one negative of the whole movie, this is when I stopped smiling. I'm sitting there and watching the whole movie, got the smile on my whole face. The credits are starting to roll, you know, directed by, starring, producers, executive produced by Harvey Weinstein. And his, and I went, oh, no. Who? Okay, I know you're not going to know. Harvey Weinstein, have you heard the whole hashtag Me Too movement? Of all the sexual abuse. Yeah, I and, think so, yeah. Yeah, it all started because of him. Because of all of his sexual um, advancement and sexual aggression towards actresses and, and you know, basically trying to force them to sleep with him to get movie roles. And, yeah, so, what I, and like, okay, you just, ru- <laughs> you just almost ruined the, this feel-good movie for me when you threw his name up there. Really? Come on. So... That was the only negative of the whole movie, that he happens to be one of the two executive producers in this movie. And I should have caught it because the Weinstein logo came up at the beginning of the movie, and I just didn't make the connection at first. So that's the only negative that I had of this movie. But anyway, so it was it was good, and I would highly recommend you watch it. Um, it's definitely different than what we usually watch. Uh, definitely doesn't fall in your like nerd category, but uh, it's definitely uh, worth a watch. So... Now's the time where we usually roll the dragon dice to pick a movie at random. However, for the last two weeks, we've been specifically asked to watch a specific movie. And it's not on, it's not on any of the streaming services, so we're going to have to rent it. <laughs> but we have been repeatedly asked. I've seen it. I love the movie. Connor's never seen it before, though. We've been repeatedly asked to watch Demolition Man. So I'm never stoked. Never heard of it. And Connor had never even heard of it. Oh, that's how bad it is, okay? Connor never even heard of the Demolition Man. So that's what we're going to do next time. We are going to, we're making an executive decision. We're going to do that one. So I'm going to rent <laughs> Amazon, and Connor and I are going to watch it, and uh, and then we'll talk about it. And of course, we all all the people that come into this room know Demolition Man except Connor. 
I mean, this is almost like oh an my ep- gosh. this is almost like an episode of TV. Travis's wait you haven't seen yet, you know, or wait you haven't seen because everybody in the room will have seen this movie except you. <clears throat> so, I mean, come on, it's 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 Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, and Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's it's a classic. So that's what we're gonna do for next time is um, Demolition Man with with those guys. And let Connor bask in the glory of that movie, and uh, we'll go from there. I don't have anything else I want to add. Do you have anything else? Same. Any parting Not shots really. or anything tonight? Okay. Not well, really. we're going to get out of here, and I want to go make me another drink, and probably going to go play some Rec Fest or something with the guys. Um, you're welcome to download it and join us if you want to. Nah, I'm going to bed. Or, yeah, I figured you're going to bed. You got to work tomorrow? No. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just freaking tired. Okay. Um, one of these days I gotta get you get me a Blue Jackets uh, uh hoodie while you're up there. I get I need you to get to go shopping and get me a Blue Jackets hoodie. Hey so, Dad, that's what Amazon is for. Yeah, but I kind of want one from there. I kind of want one from Columbus or the Columbus area. I know you're not in Columbus. I get you it. would be you would be getting it from the Columbus area because um be because they only make them up here. No, they don't. No, that actually they probably make them in China. Yeah, see. Brandon wants one too. So, <laughs> so anyway, send me the money and I'll get it. I'll Venmo you the money if you can. If you can give me an I'm idea. I'm not on Venmo anymore. Huh? Oh, you're not on Venmo anymore? No. Oh, okay. No, it turns. It turns out Venmo doesn't support um um uh, my bank. Doesn't support your bank. Okay. Does PayPal support your bank? That I don't know. You check on PayPal. I'll send it to you via PayPal. Anyway. Okay. But. Yes, I need to, I need a Blue Jackets hoodie. So, uh, or maybe even a Blue Jackets jersey. I don't know. So, I want to get out of here. I want to go play some Xbox. So, you have a good night. I'll see <laughs> I'll see you soon, Mitch. Hopefully, hopefully you too, Hook, and um, and we'll 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 get out of here. Um, I don't have anything else. I can't wait to see you guys next week. And talk about Demolition Man and chase some chickens and do whatever the heck it is we do around here. So that's all we got for tonight. Thanks for coming in and checking out and chatting with us. And we will talk to you guys next time. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends. Play on the music there. I gotta get a I gotta get a stream deck, man. This this touch portal is a delay. Connor's going to give himself a headache or a stroke or something over there. I swear, dude, you look like you look like the old dude from the Six Flags commercials dancing if he was in one of the funhouse mirrors that makes him look bigger um, and headbanging. Shut up. <laughs> Bye, guys. Y'all have a good night. See, we'll see you guys. You later. Peace. <laughs>